0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. It's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner
2: and Alex Jewell.
3: Welcome into the latest installment of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Boy, oh boy, Alex, it's a super episode today.
2: Yes, it is. It's a super episode. And what a way to kick off NFL draft week than with an NFL player of our own at Eastern Michigan, Andrew Wiley, member of the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champion, and he's a good friend of ours. And we've got his interview coming up, Greg. And speaking of the NFL draft week, I think first off, it's good just to have some semblance of sports back this week. I mean, it's not live on a field. And of course they're going to be doing a little bit different uh, format than normal, similar to the WNBA draft. If anybody caught any of that, which I watched this past weekend. And so it's going to be virtual, but I think it's good just to have a little bit of a live sports action coming at you this week. And Oh, by the way, there's some Eastern Michigan players that have the potential to get their name called this week.
3: Yeah, you mentioned that the Eagles have had draft picks you, since the 2016 campaign. We've seen Darius Jackson go to the Cowboys in the sixth round. Pat O'Connor go to, of course, the Lions in the seventh round in 2017. And then just last year, it was Max Crosby in the fourth round going to the Oakland Raiders. So We've seen Eastern get picked in the draft, but maybe guys, Kevin McGill, Vince Calhoun, Matthew Sexton. Maybe you see a Kobe Beltram or even a Mike Glass, anything's a possibility. We've also seen a lot of those um, non-roster or free agent signees that have gone on to to be very successful, including the guy we talked to today. He had to go through four different camps before he finally caught on with somebody.
2: Absolutely. It's a great point you make. And it's important for the players to remember too, that even if you don't get drafted, that is not, anywhere near the end of the road, especially in the NFL. We see it all the times. Guys get opportunities on practice squads and whatnot and really turn that into something. Like you just said, Andrew Wiley, a guy that even going back before college had to gray shirt his first year at Eastern, builds himself into a starter, plays over 40 games in the starting role at Eastern Michigan, and then spends time on three different practice squads before getting signed with the Chiefs. Oh, and then the next year, what does he do? Well, he starts almost every game and he is the rookie of the year on the chief squad Him to be able to do that uh, was pretty impressive. And we get to hear a lot from him today about that journey.
3: Yeah. We cover um, a lot yeah. of different topics, including uh, what it was like the first time after he has to go through a coaching change. Of course, coach English is who he originally signs with uh, sits out and then coach Creighton takes over that adjustment. And then just finally knowing what it was like to become a senior and finally get that t- team in 2016 to the Bahamas bowl, Uh, You can tell that meant a lot to him when we talked about him. So a wide range of topics, including my personal favorite. You know, we can't go an episode on this show without a little touch in the food realm. We also get his thoughts on Kansas
2: City Barbecue. Yeah, we do. Kansas City Barbecue, everybody knows it's one of the staples of that area. And Andrew has got some really good tips on some of the best spots in Kansas City. My personal favorite part of the interview as well is Andrew and I are able to dive back a little bit even before college to his days growing up. For those that don't know, grew up in the same hometown as I did Midland. And so I've got a few funny stories about Andrew that I shared with him over the microphone and to kind of hear his reaction to some of those. And then also talking about some of his most memorable moments here at Eastern was certainly a fantastic piece and a nice touch to the interview. So it's something I think that our listeners are really going to enjoy. It certainly is.
3: Also, if you're an avid listener and and supporter of EOMU Athletics, we also want to remind you the You Make the Call Challenge has been issued today. We gave you 10 different videos and great moments in Eastern Michigan sports history of recent years, of course. And we let you flip the script and turn yourself to become the broadcaster how you would have called. Uh, We've seen how Tom Helmer and and Matt Shepard and Rob Rubick and Chad Bush and even myself would have called these games. Now it's time for somebody else to give it a shot. And best of all, there's a prize, right, Alex?
2: There is a prize. If you've ever wanted to have that moment where you call a magical play, we've got 10 of those available on our website. Go to emueagles.com. You can download them for free. Send us an audio clip of how you would call. And we're going to throw those out on social media, and our fans are going to vote. And the winner, the best call, is going to have the opportunity to come to an Eastern Michigan football game in the fall. They're going to meet with me and Greg, and, of course, Then we'll take them on up to the radio booth at uh, Ryneerson Stadium, and they'll get to hang out with the WEMU broadcast crew for a quarter up there and get to meet them, kind of see how the game action works behind the scenes and and from the vantage point of a radio broadcaster. So really, if you just want the opportunity to see Eastern Michigan kind of from the inside on on a football game day, or if you've just had that dream of, being able to call something like Matt Shepard or Jim Nance or whoever it may be, I think we all have. The best part about it is it's not just football. We have plays available from a variety of different men's and women's sports. So whether you want to kind of take your action and call maybe a, a swimming event or, or something from the baseball field, or of course, something like Max Sexton's punt, punt block play, there's a lot of great opportunities for you to do that as well.
3: Yeah, it certainly is, Alex. A fun opportunity to to you make the call, and, and we appreciate all the work that you put into making it happen. That said, let's uh, get to our star guest of the day. After a quick timeout, we return with Andrew Wiley.
2: Welcome into the Eastern Insider Podcast, a very special edition, as we're joined by a great EMU alum and a recent Super Bowl champion, Andrew Wiley. First and foremost, Andrew, I know we've got a lot to cover and a lot of avenues to go down, but congratulations on the Super Bowl championship. I know that's been a dream of yours for a long time. Can you just tell us how it feels now, looking back at it a few months ago, to be able to say you finally reached that pinnacle of, of football?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Thanks for having me, Joel. Um, but yeah, I... Uh... It's crazy, man. Um, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's like the pinnacle of sports, you know, winning the Lombardi, um, um, you know, I'm just blessed to, to have done it this early in my career. Um, you know, coming in year three, there's, uh, there's been a lot of guys that, I mean, I mean, obviously there's a lot of guys in the NFL that, that never get to reach this. And, um, you know, now that we got a taste of it, we're hungry for more, honestly. Well, before, before we go down that path of your
2: kind of role with the chiefs and in the NFL, Let's talk a little bit about your journey. It's been a kind of a long one, and one that has seen you have a lot of highs and and lows, but mm-hmm. one that our fans here at Eastern for sure are interested in because they want to know a little bit more about Andrew Wiley. Yeah. So
0: uh, yeah, born and raised in Hemlock, Michigan. Um, you know, my my dad he owns a landscaping company, and uh, we also own a Morningstar Christmas Tree Farm uh, right there in Hemlock. You know, growing up, planting planting twenty five hundred trees every summer, me and my buddies. working for Scott Wiley in the summer yeah then uh, then ended up transferring to Midland High Um, obviously that's where we met Jewel and um, yeah had a great time there had uh, had one college offer uh, out of high school and I took it and uh, ended up you know going to Ypsilanti playing playing for the Eagles Um, and then um, yeah from there I had a great great four years I came in uh, as a gray shirt freshman um, ended up starting something like uh, like 44 games or something not not exactly sure on that honestly playing all over the place left tackle right tackle a little bit of guard a um, few coaching changes but yeah ended up uh signing with an agent um after my senior year um had a pretty good pro day well I, tra- I was training training for pro day with uh, Jim Kilbasa, Jim Kielbasa down there in uh Wixom about a half hour away from Ypsilanti um so he, he was getting me right and then pro day came along and we had a real good class, you know, with Cole Gardner, Pat O'Connor, uh, Sergio. I mean, we had, a, we had a lot of good guys come out. and I think 20 or so teams showed up for pro day. Um, So that was great. And, um, yeah, had a good pro day, good showing out. Um, Bounced around a little bit on a couple different practice squads, you know, Colts, Browns, Chargers. Ended up um, signing to the Chiefs Um, my rookie year uh, uh, late in the week, uh, week 15. No, it was week 16 yeah i signed on a friday of week 16 because uh, none of the starters were playing it was actually pat mahomes first start on that sunday versus uh, versus the broncos and um then uh yeah i we went to playoffs lost lost the titans i ended up signing um a futures deal uh with the chiefs um which means uh they were just going to bring me back next season so that off season uh spent some time living with my girlfriend in arizona because she took a job out of, out of college um so she was up in Tucson and uh, stayed there for the off season, cut off all my hair, got pretty ripped up and uh, I came back and honestly, so I, I come back to the chiefs because uh, I report for OTAs and um, honestly I mean the, the, I got coaches and you know and strength staff and and trainers all introducing themselves to me because uh, no one recognizes me. <laughs> um you know I, I cut off and donated uh, like 16 inches of hair and uh so i come back and everyone's all reintroducing myself i mean honestly i was only there for a week and a half regardless but uh um but yeah and then i uh, ended up making an impact that year coming back uh starting 12 games. And, then, yeah, that leads up to this last year, uh, winning the Super Bowl, man. Um, Which I got another, uh, I think, another nine starts under my belt this past year. So, you know, I'm looking really looking forward to this next coming year. I mean, I know everybody's hungry. I mean, we're bringing back uh, 10 out of our 11 starters on offense and uh, only lost a few guys on defense, man. But, you know, this is the same old team with a couple of new faces, so we're, we're excited to get after it. Andrew,
3: it's Greg, when you look back at your career and, and kind of – you mentioned a couple different roadblocks that you've had to overcome during your career, the coaching change, Coach Cre- Creighton coming on board. First off, when, when the coaching change happened and, and this guy from Drake university walks in the door, what was your first thought? And then, yeah, you had some struggles, but then 2016 was kind of that breakthrough moment for that team. What changed in that few short year time frame?
0: You know i want to start off saying um you know coach english uh ron english is the one that brought me in um to eastern michigan um you know and he's one of the best coaches i've ever played under even though it was only for a short year um but yeah and then um you know there's rumors going around and then we signed um or then we we hired uh you know coach uh, coach creighton and you know i think one of my buddies i think it was Jake kirkham or somebody had had a buddy that played under Creighton at Drake University, so he was throwing us, um, you know, a couple tips. You know, he's a high energy guy. Um, you know, he sticks to what he believes in. On, you know, he has his his beliefs and he sticks to them no matter what. And uh I, I think that's what Eastern Michigan football needed, you know, to kind of like break that mold that we had. Um, you know, and even even in Coach English's time, you know, he brought up the mold, you know, something that we had at Eastern, you know, of, of just not winning football games and you know, it's just years and years of that, and it takes um, takes a lot of determination, and it takes what I brought up. You know, just having your plan, having your beliefs, and sticking to it no matter what um, to break that mold. You know, and that's what that's what Creighton did. It, t- it took uh, took a year or two, but then yeah, I came back and you know went to the first bowl game in 29 years or or whatever it was, and um, and now now it seems to be something um, you know consistent that yeah, you know, Eastern Michigan football's, you know going to bowl games and you know hopefully getting some bowl rings.
2: And there's been a lot of alums in the past that have come through the, the doors of Eastern and and has not had the success that you've been able to have. So they're not always as quick to be proud of kind of wearing that blocky and representing that. But now, you know, you start and lay that foundation with your groups. And now, of course, a four-year stretch for the Eastern Michigan football program that has been really unparalleled. For Does it make you proud to to see what they're doing today? and? Does it make you a little bit more apt to keep wearing those blockies around and and what is it mean to you to know that you were really part of that first group that laid that foundation?
0: Yeah, um, you know, we had a we had a real tight uh, senior class, um, and we had a big senior class, too. Um, you know, we had like 18 to 18 guys um, at the end of my senior year, and, you know, I think we started with like 20 or 20, 21, 22 guys um, in that senior class. So a real big group of guys, real tight group of guys, um, you know, and that's something that Creighton brought on, you know, we'd meet as a whole senior class, um, you know, uh, at least once a week, I think. And, and uh the senior class we really came together. We were tired of losing. I mean, I didn't have a shirt freshman year, but my first three years, I only won five games, you know? And uh and that's tough, you know, especially being being an athlete. Um, you know, a lot of my brothers feel the same way, you know. It's uh you know, it can it can really wear you down. Um, but you know, we um you know we came out our senior year ready to make a difference and it took a lot honest to god I mean it took a lot a lot of effort um and, but you know coach Creighton you know he brought in uh you know some of the best coaches I've ever played under you know coach Ryan Grubb um was a great offensive line coach you know doing great things at Fresno right now and you know Ron McKefree who I think is the best strength coach you know in the world you know um, I mean that guy's second to none honestly and you know yeah he's amazing so you know uh, Creighton did it right. You know, like I, like I kept saying, you know, he, he had his beliefs and then he brought in a uh, coaching staff with a lot of those beliefs. And, um, you know, we ended up, you know, winning, a, winning, winning, a, you know, six, seven games that our senior year. Um, I think it was seven beating, beating uh, CMU. Yeah. It popped up the other day on, on Twitter, beating CMU for our seventh game of the season and uh, going to the Bahamas. Uh, As
3: a guy who's made
0: 47 appearances
3: in college, you go to the, the pro ranks and and it's a learning curve. You have to kind of be learn to become a professional in a lot of ways. How has your training changed in a lot of ways since uh, you were in college to where you're at now?
0: So, like I brought up earlier, my first off season I spent just in Tucson, Arizona. You know, and I didn't have a personal trainer. You know, I didn't have a dietitian. You know, it was just I. You know, after a year on practice squad, I didn't really have uh, you know enough. You know, cash flow to, to you know afford all those amenities. So um, yeah, I was just you know, I was, it was me and my girlfriend. We we're splitting rent, and you know, I got a gym membership for two months. So I go lift weights for a few hours, and then I'd go to a local soccer field and get some sprints in. Go home and you know, grill grill some food. But you know, it was simple. You know, now now it's a little changed. Um, you know, now I'm here in Kansas City uh, for the majority of the off season, um, and when I do go home to Michigan, um, you know, I I do got some friends. Um, who who own gyms. You now I work out at uh, big coops uh, gym there in shields or Saginaw area when I go home and, you know, the middle and high gyms always open, but yeah, here in Kansas city with the exclusion of uh, the quarantine times, we're usually allowed in the building uh, to work out every day. And, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's a little weird this off season just doing home workouts, but you know, that's where I am. Uh, like last off season, I was going there, you know, every day, Uh, because you go there for breakfast you go work out and then you go grab some lunch before you leave you know and uh, it's a real nice setup that I had going on last year but that's uh, kind of where I'm at um, working out this offseason.
2: One of the things that's really unique about your journey that we talked a little bit about earlier but uh, is certainly interesting is that like you had talked about you bounced around from a couple different teams very quickly and then got to Kansas City and just stuck right there and have been incredibly productive since then have become a regular Mm -hmm. starter for the Chiefs and Certainly, no slouch the team—the best team in the world. What was it about Kansas City? Was it the system? Is it the personnel? Is it, is it the coaches? Is it the combination? Why is Andrew Wiley able to go there and stick and make such an impact right away? You no, know, it has a lot
0: to do with uh, you know our GM Brett Beach, um, you know, signing me, you know, and just having having a, his belief in me. Um, you know, I remember flying there, you know, for a tryout, and honestly, it was my it was my fourth team uh, that year. And, I was like, you know what? It's not the end of the world if I don't get signed to this. You know, I'll just I'll take some time off in the off season, get right. Um, but yeah, they they ended up signing me. Um, you know, and I was on the team for two weeks, and then that was a big deal when they when they signed me to a futures deal, bringing me back. And um, and at the same time, uh, our offensive line coach uh, Andy Heck, top tier offensive line coach, played in the league for you know a number of years. He knows the system, and you know, and he had a lot of faith in me. Um, so that big off I spent in Tucson, um, you know, I came back, uh, you know, lean, cut up, you know, you know, with a purpose that, I, you know, I wanted to stick in the league because um, honestly, I don't know if I could have done another practice squad year bouncing around on four or five teams. I, you know, I told myself, you know, it's not a life I wanted to live. That's not a job I wanted to have, you know, just bouncing around so much. Um, so I ended up, um, someone went down uh, week six versus the Patriots and that's when I got my first playing time, you know, and then started every single game after that, that year to hit 12 starts. But it has a lot to do with, you know, just having a, you know, Brett Veach, you know, having belief, you know, his belief in me, keeping me on and then Coach Heck, understanding how I need to be coached and taking the time to do that, you know, and then, you know, it helps having, you know, the, one of the best, you know, Hall of Fame coaches, head coaches coaching, you with a big red and then, you know, having the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, you know, we had a lot of weapons, but, you know, it all comes down to, you know, a few, few guys in particular having the faith in me and, and keeping me on.
3: When you talk about that, you, you kind of have a video game like offense that uh, can able to score whatever they want. What is it like to be able to play in front of a guy and protect a guy that is just so dynamic offensively?
0: Yeah, it's great, you know, and, uh, you know, I love black for Pat Mahomes. Um you know he has a real tight real tight relationship with uh with the offensive line uh, which makes everything easier makes, you, makes my job easier you know plus he gets rid of the ball fast you know what i mean if he's feeling pressure he's chucking that thing so that makes my job easier as well um but you know it's great um blocking for a guy that can that can do so many things to a defense honestly it's um you know it's crazy uh, he's a top tier quarterback for sure um he's a top tier guy in general you know he's just a great guy uh, we got a real tight locker room here um Kansas City. And um, yeah, you know, Black River Patrick Mahomes is just, uh, like you know, it's great. You know, he, he makes it, he makes my job easy as it can be.
2: Obviously, one of the biggest differences between college football and the NFL is the level of competitiveness. I mean, you're out there with the best athletes in the game in the world. And, you know, when you're at Eastern, maybe you didn't necessarily have to worry about you know, starting or, or being on that team. But that's always a concern for anybody in the NFL. And you've certainly done a great job of of getting your career off to such a great start. But what is the biggest thing that you've got to do, whether it's mentally or physically to to stay on top of that game so you can have that competitive edge both personally and on the field with your team?
0: Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to, you know, just the week of preparation you have uh, in season. You know, we're sitting in you know, six, seven hours of meetings every day uh, and then we're going home and, you know, we got our iPads doing homework, too. But we have a plan in place. We have a system and uh, we stick to it, you know, and it's a trickle down effect. You know, Coach Reed knows exactly what he wants done, you know, and he, he gets that down to his coaches and the coaches get it down to us. And, you know, we just have a system in place, um, you know, and it, and it seems to be working. On, so
2: One thing that I've always really admired about you and I know that makes you unique, a, a fun fan favorite is it's business time when it's business time. But you're certainly a guy that likes to have fun as well. I know. The viewers can't see it right now, but you're wearing a nice uh, cutoff denim tank top. One of my favorite stories about you that I've got to tell is I was a freshman at Midland High, first year playing basketball there, and I walk into the gym one day and out comes this 6'5", meaty, big fella named Andrew Wiley who's wearing no shirt, volleyball spandex, and goes right up and 360 dunks and breaks a backboard at Midland High School gym that rim is still Just bent. It. Uh, and I think that, uh, that kind of mentality and that, that fun side of you has has certainly lived on throughout Eastern. Of course, I think the picture with you and DT Darian Terrell on that moped sinking it into the ground has pretty much gone viral. I know that's one of coach Creighton's yeah. best yeah. pictures, but how important is is it for you to be able to maintain that, you know, your personality and being able to show that side of yourself to, to everybody also, you know, while still building your reputation as a professional?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you said it, I like to have fun. Um, you know, I really do. It's, uh, you know, just, uh, just the personality I have. You know, honestly, when I'm by myself, though, you know, I'm chill. I'm relaxed. Um, you know, just my, my, I have a, just a great group of friends, you know. And coming in halfway through, um, you know, that that freshman year in 2013, um, I met a lot of guys, uh, you, know, you know, Creel, Brogan, you know, DT and Hercum, you know, and then we ended up getting a house together, just having a ton of fun, you know what I mean? So I've, I've been fortunate and blessed to, you know, to find some friends for life, uh, through Eastern, you know, and, you know, I was on Xbox last night with Creole and Brogue until like 1am, you know, we're just getting Call of Duty dubs. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, uh, absolutely blessed, um, you know, with the group of guys that I've had, um, you know, we all like to have fun, you know?
2: Well, and I know you've been, uh, kind of, expanding your role now that you're in the off season doing some home workouts and you've been really getting into the, the Twitch thing, which, you know, Greg and I are not that technically advanced. So we're, we're not quite there yet, but tell us just a little bit about that. And, uh, what you, what's, what are you kind of doing to build your, your profile on Twitch?
0: Yeah. So, um, you log on to, you know, twitch.tv, you know, it's a whole website. Um, you just type in big wiles. Uh, that's me. Um, you know, right now we're, uh, we're in this little rebranding phase. Um, you know, I hired uh, one of my buddies to, to kind of get the stream going. Um, we're also, we're building some templates, some overlays right now, and also getting a new logo in the works. But yeah, I know I got about, uh got about 600 uh, followers on Twitch. Um, you know, I basically, you know, a lot of the off season, is uh, just me playing video games, you know? So I figured I uh, might as well uh, get some interaction in uh, with whoever uh, wants to chat. So occasionally I'll, I got a stream schedule um if you if you know you go on twitch and you type in my name and scroll down a little bit i got a schedule up there uh, when i'll be on but but yeah the the pages in the works it's it's becoming uh, something that i really enjoy um something that takes up my time gives me something to do and i get a lot of interaction um with not only just like chiefs fans but you know I mean, um, just gaming fans which is something that i really enjoy um i actually uh i signed with an esports team and uh, so, so they hooked me up, um, you know, with with uh, on what to get as like it's kind of hard to word. So they hooked me up with you know some advice on uh, on like what what to kind of get. You know, I have to you can't just stream off your Xbox. You gotta get a you gotta get a PC. You gotta you know hook all this stuff up. And um, but yeah, it's getting there. You know, I've been doing this for a little a little less than a year now. Um, but you know, this is the off season that it's uh, it's going to take off. We're going to do good. All right, my question, and and I know Al's a big connoisseur
3: of of grilled meats. So you live in Kansas City, we can't not ask you a question about barbecue. We we talked to Sergio, and, and he's in San Diego. Of course, he's got the West Coast food, healthy living. You're living in Kansas City. If you're going to a barbecue joint, where are you going, and what are you getting? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'm a big, big barbecue fan. So, uh, <laughs> there's this, this local spot here called, it's called Joe's barbecue. Right. And, um, believe it or not, you know, it's, it's in a gas station. Right. Um, so when they have, you know, it's half gas station on the inside, you know, they got gas pumps outside, but then half of half the indoors is this restaurant, right? They got like 10 tables tops. Um, and you just, you go up, you wait in line and, um, you get to some of the best barbecue in Kansas city and this, the line, right. You get there. And if you don't get there at like a weird time, like, like 11 AM, you know, like even noon, I mean, they're selling out of food at, at like three o'clock, four o'clock. And the line is just wrapped around, wrapped around this building. Right. Um, you know, but they got some gourmet sandwiches, you know, just published this high, you know what I mean? Just, you know, six inches off your plate. Uh, Some of the best food in the area, though. And, um, you know, it's not just Joe's. Um, You know, we got, you know, Q39. We got Gates Barbecue, Jack Stack. I mean, there's just, you know, endless amounts of barbecue joints around this place. And I've hit them all.
2: Well, that certainly sounds uh, fantastic. Greg, I think we're going to have to uh, maybe do a a few remote shows next year. And uh, we'll get get Andrew on to, to help us host. And we can maybe do like a tour of the Kansas City barbecue scene. What do you think? I'm
0: all in. Yeah, you need a few days to get it in, though, because I mean, assuming we're eating two barbecue joints a day, it's still gonna take three or four days. We're <laughs> close to it for it. breakfast too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we know Andrew Wiley certainly has no problem putting down the barbecue. I know I could probably help him with that. And I think we'll we'll probably leave it at that because there's no better way to end the conversation than with food. And Andrew, I know I, I speak for Greg when I say first off, just how proud of you we are to to see. Uh, one of our great Eastern Michigan alums doing so well at the next level. And, you know, for me personally, you've always been a, a great friend. And I I can't thank you and your family enough for how awesome uh, supporters you guys have been of mine and of Eastern. So we really appreciate you coming on and hopefully we can do this again sometime.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. This was a great time. You know, uh, I miss you, Big Jewel. I, I miss uh, I miss all those guys still still stuck in the equipment room there. Um, well, luckily, yeah, it's, it's I, I,
2: escaped, I escaped, but uh, I will certainly pass the uh, the love on to Ben and Dom and let them know we talked. And next time, my only stipulation is next time, I think we got to we gotta get the call into Midland, Michigan as well and get Big Scott Wiley on here as well.
0: Oh, dude, don't tempt him with a good time. He's, he's going to be all about it.
2: All right. Well, Andrew, thank you f- so much for joining us. For everybody here at the Eastern Insider, we... I appreciate your time. Wish you all the best of luck going forward. Let us know if you need anything. We're always here for you to support you. Thanks a lot for having me,
0: Phil. Thanks a lot, Greg, too.
2: Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Remember, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or emueagles.com. Until next week, stay safe.